With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 14 minutes after 12 o'clock, let's talk international cricket both yesterday and tomorrow. Uh, Chris Harris joins us, the former Black Cat great. How are you, Harry? I'd imagine you would quite good at a Jordan Luck. A Jordan Luck impersonator. You'd be quite good. I was loving listening to that tune, so I was hoping it was going to play a little bit longer, but unfortunately we had to cut it off. <laughs> He's great. God, yeah. Oh, bless, bless. Harry, let's talk last night before we talk about the future. Um, that game um, between the White Ferns and Pakistan, where do you start, mate? Oh, well, first of all, I went to the dark side and started doing um, calling ball by ball, and that was cool. Really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it was looked like a game that was just going to peter out, and you thought, well, Pakistan sort of got a competitive total, but on that surface at Hagley Oval, you wouldn't have thought it was enough. But then, lo and behold, they got off to a brilliant start, and what a finish. In all, in all seriousness, I felt a bit sorry for Pakistan because I'm sure we'll discuss it and go through it. But right at the end, there was a couple of LBWs which could have very easily been given out and perhaps should have been, and which would have meant Pakistan would have got across the line. But I guess you've got to take your hats off to the White Ferns, even though they got themselves in a, a bit of a pickle and should have won comfortably after that brilliant partnership between Bates and Green. Um, the wheels fell off a little bit, and it was anyone's game, but just got across the line, which I guess from their point of view in the championship points table is very important. I've really enjoyed the fighting qualities of this Pakistan side throughout the T20s, uh, maybe less so in the first one to international. I think they were just on the receiving end of one of those days from the, the White Fern batters, and they, they really did struggle. But here's me. I, I, I was writing them off, uh, you know, 12 overs into the game. Batting first, the 43, the 30, what was it, 30 odd for four, I think it was. They really yep. st- shouldn't have stood a chance from there, but lo and behold, they keep fighting. Yeah, I was so impressed with Fatima Sana, who um, just a young uh, young lady um, got thrust into the captain- captaincy, which obviously she was extremely proud about and, and made noises of that. And I just thought she did such a phenomenal job, just not only leading from the front with both bat and ball, but even some of her captaincies, the game was drifting and, and I'm not sure if she was involved. All of a sudden, Pakistan decided, we've got to do something different. Let's maybe look at bowling around the wicket. And it started with Guma um, Fatima bowling around the wicket. That was leg spin, got four wickets. And then a couple of the other bowlers did it. And I think they got about six wickets bowling around the wicket. So it's something that we might see in the third one down international. But, um, yeah, just their fighting qualities. It looked as though that partnership, as I said, was just going to take it away. But they stuck in there. Um, I was really impressed with their fielding efforts and the way the whole team gelled and tried to keep them in it. And, and in, in the end, I thought they were very unlucky not to win. Yeah, New Zealand chasing that 220. Actually, Fata Masano, talking, talking more about her, turning into a brilliant like, all-round cricketer. Uh, that was a career-best effort with the bat. She's you know player of the series in the T20 series, mainly for what she did with the ball. Uh, 22 years of age, looks like she's going to be a star uh, for them for many years to come. So 220 uh, one's the target. New Zealand lose wickets or cover them inside the opening three overs. But what well, Bates and uh, Maddie Green um, made it look quite easy, didn't they, Harry? Yeah, they did. I, I felt that um, Mealy Kerr and Sophie Devine 
still felt like they were in Queenstown and didn't really give themselves a, a, enough time to get used to the different conditions because it looked as though that wicket just held up, held in the surface a little bit and they, they came out sort of guns blazing and I thought they just needed to give themselves a little bit more time just to readjust to that um, that surface and I think that was their downfall but you know um, Maddie Green I know she's done a lot of work um, over the off season and through the summer um, developed another couple of shots and I thought she came in under pressure and looked so composed uh, and you know I, I focus on her because we're so we're so used to Susie Bates just doing it time in time out such a professional played such an important role but both of them I guess when they got out um, gave Pakistan an opportunity to get back into the game, but it was a, it ended up being a, a phenomenal partnership, and I thought they both batted superbly. So New Zealand slumped from that, you know, what looked like a winning position, ultimately was a winning position, but it wasn't the path they were expecting. Is there 155 for two? Um, then Green goes about 17 runs later, um, but then it's just, just crazy from then on in. Was it bad batting, good bowling, great fielding, dodgy umpiring? How do you describe it, Harry? I was a little bit of everything, to be honest. I just thought the middle to lower order of the White Ferns just, just didn't absorb the pressure very well. Um, all the batsmen that came out after that partnership with Green and Bates just looked nervous at the crease. It, it didn't. They looked as though they sort of had a game plan but just couldn't execute it. And what happened is because they got stuck a little bit and couldn't score the singles, all of a sudden they put themselves under pressure to play the big shot. And every time it seemed that they tried to play the big shot, they got out and they had it in the air. Pakistan caught well, and I thought when Pakistan felt as though, wow, we've got ourselves back in this game, they just lifted it to another level and really put the pressure on the White Ferns. But you've got to take your hat off to, to Jonas and to Huhu at the end there under the most pressure you can be on on the international stage and to get their um, team across the line. Um, I thought they did a phenomenal job, although, as I said, a couple of close LBs that could have easily have gone Pakistan's way. Yeah, indeed. Chris Harris is with us. As uh, we reflect on the White Ferns, let's look ahead, Harry, to the Black Caps tomorrow up against Bangladesh, a return series. Uh, much changed New Zealand squad for the one that represented us at the, t- uh, at the One Day World Cup, understandably so. F- was it four months away for a lot of these players? A lot of them yeah, must be cooked. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, I, I've, I've highlighted the likes of Devin Conway. He looked like, to me, really does need a break. Um, you can, you know, Williamson, Southey, Mitchell too, all of them earn well, earn break. Yeah, they've been away a very, very long time and, and they need a break. And there's a few guys that are continuing to playing that just probably want some runs under their belt. But, yeah, no surprise to any of us that a lot of the key players needed to be rested because it's been, a, it's, as you said, it's been a long stint away and it's, it's not just the amount of games, it's just the travel and being overseas and not being at home. It's taxing, and even if you're not playing, you know, you're in the nets, you're training. Um, so it's, it's a tough old grind for four months away in, in multiple different countries, you know, adjusting. Um, multiple times you've had jet lag. So, yeah, look, a few of the boys are going to need a rest. But it creates excitement for some new talent we're going to see on display in this series, which I'm really looking forward to seeing. Yeah, well, maybe you can offer me some sort of insight into one of those. Willow Rourke, lots of chatter about him. He's a big figure, the Surrey-born fast bowler. Uh, he's been representing Canterbury over the last couple of uh, seasons and doing a pretty good job. Um, have you seen him in person or or just caught up with word on the street down in Cantam country? Yep. How high should we be on him? Uh, really good. I, I haven't seen a lot of him, but um, there's lots of great chat about him. Tall bowler, obviously hits the wicket hard, gets good bounce. Bowls around that 135 to 140 and swings it, and he's fitted in brilliantly at Canterbury and, and, and bowled superbly. So he 
definitely deserves his opportunity and, and, and as we always hope, just grabs it with both hands if he, if he gets out in the middle. But, no, he's got some real promise. And then we've got some older hats with, obviously, Jacob Duffy coming back. Cal Jamieson continuing his return. Um, some positive signs there, and he'll be looking forward to bowling back in, in New Zealand conditions. And, of, co- of course, um, Ben Sears as well, who we've seen a little bit of. So it'll be good to see um, how he's looking. Um, and one of the guys that I'm really looking forward to is a shock the leg spinner. Love to see leg yeah. spinners in the game. So really looking forward to watching him and see how he gets on in the international stage. Yeah, Cole Jameson, as you hinted at there with Ben Sears also in the squad as an injury cover for him, sounds like he won't play in game number one as he's nursing a bit of a hamstring after all that travel coming back from the Test Series in Bangladesh. But, you know, Adam Milne also in that mix. We know he bowls Thunderbolts. But Jacob Duffy, what a great contributor to Otago Grigger. And he's another guy who just numbers can't be ignored. Absolutely. I mean, he's been a phenomenal performer for... Um, um, for Otago over a number of years and, and as you said you just can't keep ignoring the figures that he continually puts up consistently year in year out delivering wickets in all formats and so I'm really happy for him because he's been one of those guys that's been around the scene for a long time and definitely deserves that opportunity so it's um, yeah it's great and, and to be fair every time I've seen him bowl internationally I think he's done a, a, a tremendous job so I'm really pleased to see him get another opportunity Do you, do you see this as an important series for just giving more exposure to the next tier. We know the ages of, especially more so the, the test lineup. There's some, uh, you know, long in the tooth players. You you would say, and that's probably an unfair term of phrase. Uh, but that next tier of uh, cricketers, wherever we can get them international exposure, even if it's one day cricket, it's important. Absolutely crucial. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. We, we have got an aging squad, and it's so important that we start blooding some of the um, new talent coming through. Um, and that's what they're doing in this series, and it's great to see, and I think it's really, really important. And, and we've just got to see there's some guys that have been, you know, consistent at first-class level for a few years, and we, we need to test them on the international scene. So, you know, and another one in, in, in that old, I guess, is Finn Allen, who has quite a taste of international yes. cricket. Um, we know how dangerous he can be. We've seen it. We've seen it. Even glimpses of it in international cricket, and I guess what the selectors are looking from Finn is just a little bit more consistency. And when he gets a start, just to turn those 30s and 40s, which are, are still really good, but into 60s and 70s, and at the speed that he does it, you know, and potentially hundreds, they are going to win games for, for New Zealand. And so looking for that. And obviously, be um, great to see Ravindra back out there and just continue his development at the international level. I mean, absolutely phenomenal in the World Cup. A lot of people crying out for him to play in the test in Bangladesh, but in some ways um, it's good that they didn't go to him too early. He's got such a long time in this game and um, just really looking forward to seeing him back in, um, in the coloured clothing back in New Zealand. Do you play him in the first test against South Africa? Early fib, isn't it? I'm racking my brain there, Harry. You'll probably know. Yeah, it's Does probably he play? a little bit too early. It's probably a little bit too early to yeah. tell, but I'll tell you what, he's going to be right on the um, selectors' minds, and I don't think he'll be too far away. A lot probably depends on what happens um, prior to February. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of cricket to be played, and it just depends on the form of certain players and where they see an opportunity to fit, for, for him to fit in. I, I don't think they've got any qualms. If they can find a space for him, they'll try and get him in, because he, he's obviously he showed his quality and... Um, I, I think they just want to treat a little bit carefully with him because he's a, a guy that if we treat and just take a little bit of time with, he could be there for a very, very long time and a, a very important part of our future. 
You're so right about Finn Allen. What a tantalising pro, uh, prospect he is, and he's still sort of in that prospect term. And I, I think we've seen a slight maturing of his one-day game at the domestic level anyway. 168 off 110 balls in one game against Otago, and he backed it up, most importantly for mine, you know, 120 off 97. <laughs> you know, pretty slick hundreds, aren't they? Jeepers, Harry. Yeah, well, they Absolutely, and they're the type of innings that I know it's a step up that international cricket will win your 10 games, and it, we've yeah. seen him capable of it because he's faced some pretty good international attacks, and you know he's got off to good starts, 20s, 30s, quickly, but I think even in those innings, by his standards at domestic level, even though it's at a, a, a blinding quick rate for most of us, you can still see he's taking a little bit more time, you know, 120 yes. and 97 balls. So that means for me, he's just giving himself a little bit more time and being a little bit more selective, which is even probably more important at the international level. So, you know, for me, at the start, by all means, his, his goal will to be go and to take the bowling on. But, it, you know, even if he's going in a run a ball, I'm sort of comfortable with that until he feels, you know, he's doing the right. And then as he develops like a lot have, he, he'll probably get even quicker and quicker. It's just important that he gives himself time and tries to feel comfortable with that international arena. Harry, lovely to hear your voice, mate, last night, and I look forward to working with you tomorrow, mate. Thanks so much for joining us. Go enjoy your Saturday afternoon. Absolute pleasure. Can't wait to um, be on the uh, mic with you. Chris Harris, uh, one of our very finest limited overs uh, cricketers, uh, also part of the... Uh, SENZ Cricketing Commentary family uh, offering his take on uh, what he called last night in the White Ferns and uh, forecasting at the Bangladesh series. So yeah, there will be lot. I think there will be lots of interest, um, fascination too, when you see new players come in, um, players who've been sort of on the cusp of getting a crats like a Jacob Duffy. Like what a great campaigner he's been for Otago. Um, all these international games, wherever they can give exposure. Uh, mightily important it is 27 minutes after 12 o'clock we'll take a short break um, more reflections on the year that has been on the show after